Welcome to the Luxury Weekly, where I summarize for you the 10 most important news of the luxury industry for the week of March 15, 2021. My objective with this weekly recap is to keep you updated on what's happening in the luxury industry, but also to share innovative ideas and trends which might inspire you for your own business. 1. As the world is going through the NFT craze, we have passed a new milestone this week with the announcement that Gucci was selling virtual sneakers for $12. To be exact, Gucci partnered with the startup Wana to develop this virtual sneaker, which can be bought for $11.99 on Gucci's app or for $8.99 on Wana's app. The virtual sneaker was designed by Alessandro Michele himself. Wana specializes in using augmented reality to create 3D technology for virtual triumphs. Its clients include Gucci, but also Farfetch, Reebok, Puma, or Snapchat. The virtual sneaker can be worn in other virtual worlds, such as games like Roblox, or used on people's avatars in social media apps. Virtual sneakers are a way for Gucci to target the digitally native Gen Z audience and bring them into the brand's ecosystem even if they cannot afford buying physical products yet. This is only the beginning and I think we are witnessing the birth of a new business stream for fashion houses and probably luxury companies at large. The intersection of consumer goods, gaming and the metaverse paves the way for new methods of consumption which might have been unthinkable in the past. 2. Nordstrom launched a live video shopping channel. The American department store will start a series of live stream events during which brands and sales associates will feature products and customers will be able to purchase these products in real time. The virtual events allow shoppers to engage with the hosts and ask questions about the products. One of the first shows was with Burberry, while upcoming ones feature Anastasia of Beverly Hills as well as Charlotte Tilbury. Nordstrom has already hosted more than 50 events so far. According to CoreSight Research, live video shopping will represent $25 billion in sales in the US only by 2023. This is a trend which will keep increasing and we will most likely report it frequently on this podcast. 3. On the sustainability front, Loewe unveiled a new bag made from surplus leather. The design of this woven basket bag initially came out in 2015, but this time Loewe is releasing it as part of a broader initiative called the Surplus Project, which showcases how to reuse, rethink and recreate luxury products from high-quality leather with the lowest impact on the environment. Then, Stella McCartney unveiled the first garment made from Milo, which is a vegan, sustainable, animal-free leather alternative made from mycelium. As avid listeners of this podcast, you surely know by now that mycelium is the infinitely renewable underground root system of mushrooms. In the case of Stella McCartney, the brand partnered with Bolt Threads, which produces Milo, and has also partnered with Adidas in the past to produce vegan sneakers. Finally, IWC developed a watch strap made from paper and recycled materials as an alternative for leather straps. 4. On the product launch side, Diesel entered the petware market by releasing its first collection for dogs. It's called Diesel Doggies and features denim jackets, coats and mini knitted sweaters. The denim jacket with punk embroidery costs $150 while the cheapest item is an $80 sweater. This is a new trend to follow as other brands such as Montclair and Moschino have also tapped into the pet fashion market. Then. 
French fashion brand Bash launched a new category with the introduction of a pair of sneakers. The strategic objective is to target a Gen Z clientele through a design reminiscent of the 90s iconic sneakers like the Jordan 1. To promote the launch, Bash partnered with Snapchat to let users virtually try on the shoes through a special filter. An interesting point is that the shoes are not carried in the stores, but sales associates can help clients try on the shoes virtually in the stores before they place the order online. 5. Breitling launched a new program allowing customers to borrow a watch to test it without committing to a purchase. This new service is called Hashtag Breitling Select and is a subscription model requiring to sign a 12-month contract. Once signed up for the program, subscribers will be able to select from an assortment of 60 models and wear up to three models consecutively over a one-year-long period. Only one watch can be in possession of the users at all times, and a watch cannot be kept more than six months. Clients can buy the watch they are trying at any time at a discounted rate. Subscribers collect loyalty points which can be used towards the purchase. 6. Some financial information came out regarding the deal between Kanye West and Gap, which was signed last year. The 10-year partnership will see Kanye West design and sell clothes for men, women and kids under the Yeezy Gap label. The first collection will hit the stores this summer. The deal excludes footwear, given the exclusivity agreement that binds Kanye West to Adidas until 2026. According to bank documents revealed this week, the deal could be worth at least $970 million for Kanye West. The brand could reach $150 million in sales in the first full year, and Gap thinks that the Yeezy Gap label can become a billion-dollar brand within a few years. Gap hopes that this strategic alliance will help make them more relevant with younger shoppers. From Kanye West's perspective, this deal adds to the extremely successful deal that he has with Adidas for his Yeezy sneakers, and it's rumored to value the Yeezy label to more than $3 billion. 7. On the finance side, I wanted to see what's happening with SPACs. For those of you who don't know, a SPAC, or Special Purpose Acquisition Corporation, is a company which raises money through an IPO with the objective to acquire private companies in the future. The acquisition target doesn't need to be disclosed during the IPO process, which is why SPACs are also dubbed blank check companies. However, the SPAC has two years to identify and buy a target company, otherwise the money is returned to investors. SPACs are not new, but they became highly popular recently. So there were two SPACs this week that caught my attention. The first one is Athena Technologies Acquisition Corps, which listed on the New York Stock Exchange and raised $250 million. It will target companies in fintech, cybersecurity, but also direct-to-consumer spaces. Why does it matter? Because it is female-led, and it's the only SPAC on the New York Stock Exchange with a black female CEO. With prestigious investors and advisors such as Stacey Abrams and other prominent names from consumer good, luxury, or finance backgrounds, it will leverage a vast network of female founders and CEOs. The second SPAC that I wanted to highlight was formed this week by Waldencast Ventures, a well-known VC in the beauty space. The new company is called Waldencast Acquisition and raised $300 million to acquire companies in the beauty, personal care, and wellness space. 8. On the technology side, YouTube launched a new service called Shorts, which is meant to compete with TikTok. I'm sure you guys have noticed it on your YouTube app. 
users are able to record, edit, and share videos of 60 seconds or less in a vertical format. They can add music even though the popular TikTok sync feature is missing. Yes, marketers, there is one more format that you have to think about now. Finally, Snapchat acquired tech company Fit Analytics specialized in apparel and footwear digital sizing. This strategic acquisition shows how Snapchat is focused on growing their shopping platform. 9. I rarely talk about people on this show, but two important news came this week. Les Wexner, the historical founder of L Brands, which owns Victoria's Secrets, will not seek re-election to the board. Him and his wife will no longer be part of the company that he founded almost 60 years ago. It marks the end of an era, especially because Victoria's Secret will be split away from L Brands in August, even though details of how it will be done remain unknown. The lingerie giant has been struggling to adapt to changing consumer needs and mindset. Annual sales for Victoria's Secret have steadily declined, and the brand closed nearly 250 stores in 2020, with 50 more planned for 2021. Then, iconic jewelry designer and former model Elsa Peretti passed away at age 80 in her home outside of Barcelona. She had been collaborating with Tiffany since 1974, and one of her most iconic creations is the Tiffany cuff bone. 10. Some financial results to finish the week. G3 Apparel Group, owner of DKNY and Donna Karan, amongst others, reported a 35% sales decline during their fiscal year ending in January 2021. Sales ended slightly above $2 billion, which was a decrease by a staggering $1.1 billion versus the previous year. The group was still able to turn a profit of $25 million, even though it represented a decline by 85% in their net income. During the pandemic, the group restructured their retail operations by closing almost 200 stores at lesser-known brands within the portfolio and adapting their merchandise to the new trend towards more casual fashion. The outlook for the future is positive, with a 13% growth expected in the first quarter. That's it for this week. Don't forget that you can access the transcript of this episode on the website, theluxuryweekly.com. Stay tuned and see you next week.